This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page and check out our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. After weeks of breathless news stories and plenty of political sniping, the American Rescue Plan has been signed into law by President Biden. The act has a broad reach in terms of who may benefit, and its ultimate objective is to grease the wheels a bit of the economy as it slowly lurches back to life after more than a year of COVID-19 restrictions in both the professional and personal lives of many millions of Americans. The $1,400 stimulus payments, the $1.9 trillion legislation earmarks for qualifying Americans has gotten the lion's share of attention But once you begin peeling back the act's layers, it's easy to find elements that will affect many people. We'll use the very recent Investopedia article, American Rescue Plan, Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package, as our guide today. The article begins by breaking down the act a bit. Remember, This is the third stimulus act to make its way through Congress. The first stimulus bill was $2 trillion. The second bill was $900 billion. So you don't need to be a math whiz to know that a whole lot of stimulus is out there. But drastic times call for drastic measures. In addition to the direct payments, the act includes extended unemployment payments, the continuation of eviction and foreclosure moratoriums, and bumping up the child tax credit, while also making it fully refundable. Finally, the act also supplies money for state and local governments to help cover lost tax revenue money to schools to begin safely reopening up kindergarten through eighth grade learning and to subsidize COVID-19 testing and vaccination delivery. The plan provides $1,400 payments to people making $7,500 or less annually. That figure bills on the $600 in the second stimulus to arrive at the $2,000 payments that were originally proposed. Couples with an adjusted gross income of $150,000 or less will receive the full stimulus amount. Additionally, 
dependents also qualify for payments. It's important to note that payments to individuals began to shrink for an income higher than $75,000 before vanishing completely at $80,000. For couples, the stimulus disappears for adjusted gross incomes greater than $160,000. The American Rescue Plan pushes unemployment benefits of $300 weekly through September 26th of 2021. Just as importantly, it also makes the first $10,200 of the 2020 unemployment benefits tax-free for families making $150,000 or less. Additionally, If you had taxes withheld from your 2020 unemployment benefits, you'll be able to get that money back when you file your taxes for 2020. Or if you've already filed, you can get that money back with an amended tax return. The plan also includes a 100% subsidy for COBRA health insurance premiums so the unemployed can stay on their employer's health care through the end of September. Another critical element of the American Rescue Plan is an extension of eviction and foreclosure moratoriums. Specifically, the legislation provides $30 billion of emergency rental assistance and another $10 billion in mortgage assistance. The plan also addresses food assistance. It includes $510 million for FEMA Emergency Food and Shelter Program, which will be used to offer overnight shelter, meals, a month's rent or mortgage assistance, and a month's worth of utility payments. It also provides additional emergency nutrition assistance to folks on food stamps including a 15% jump in benefits that will now last through the end of September rather than the original expiration of June 30th. The legislation also provides $5 billion to the pandemic EPT program, which supplies school children with emergency nutritional benefits. Additionally, that money will provide $800 million in funding to the WIC program for low-income women and infants. The article next addresses the expanded child tax credit. Clearly, if you have kiddos of your own, this is a really big deal. The legislation provides $3,000 yearly benefits for each child under the age of six and 17 and for $3,600 for each child under the age of six for couples who make less than $150,000 or less and for single parents who make $112,500 or less annually. Payments would be delivered through direct payments each month. If you have a child under six, you will receive $300 per month. If you have a child between six and 17, you'll get $250 each month. When it comes to student loans, the news isn't quite as good, unfortunately. 
While the plan doesn't directly include student loan forgiveness, it does contain a provision that any school loan forgiveness legislation passed between December 30th of 2020 and January 1, 2026 will be tax-free. Remember, loan forgiveness is generally taxable income. Let's stick to the income theme a bit longer, but go back to benefits for younger students. The American Rescue Plan provides $130 billion for K-12 education. Specifically, the money is earmarked to reduce classroom sizes, improve ventilation, purchase personal protection equipment, and to fund additional steps that will help schools reopen. I should also mention the plan provides $40 billion for colleges and universities to supply emergency financial and grants to students. Also, additionally, $40, million, $40 billion will find its way to child care providers via the Child Care and Development Block Grant Program. Lastly, the program includes $1 billion to the Head Start program. For businesses, the plan establishes a program for restaurants and bars that dedicates as much as $25 billion in pandemic assistance grants. Specifically, these grants can funnel as much as $10 million per company with a cap of $5 million per physical location and can be used to handle payroll, rent, utilities, and other expenses. The PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, will receive an additional $7.25 billion and nonprofits will now be permitted to apply for forgivable loans to help them meet payroll and other operating expenses. As you would expect, the plan also provides roughly $50 billion to cover additional COVID-19 testing and contact tracing. $19 billion will be dedicated to increasing the size of the public health workforce, and about $16 billion will help cover vaccine distribution and supply chains. As the article notes, the legislation funnels $46 billion to enhance federal, state, and local COVID-19 testing and to beef up contact tracing capabilities with new investments that enhance capacity and that establishes mobile testing units. It also has around $14 billion to produce, actually to boost the distribution and administration of vaccine throughout the country. You've likely seen plenty of news stories about the pitch states and local governments are feeling because of the loss of revenue. In fact, the article highlights a Washington Post study that finds 26 states saw revenue declines between December of 2019 and 2020. The plan contains $350 billion in aid to states, cities, tribal governments, and U.S. territories 
designed to fill the gap left behind by the lost revenue the pandemic has caused. Speaking of news stories, one of the hottest topics of debate while during the American Rescue Plan's negotiations was whether or not a minimum wage increase would be included. Ultimately, there wasn't a wage increase in the legislation because the Senate parliamentarian ruled a minimum wage increase couldn't be added to the bill because it wasn't sufficiently germane to the overall legislation. I hope the rapidly increasing pace of the vaccine distribution and the passage of the American Rescue Plan has you feeling more optimistic that a return to normal life may not be far off. If you enjoyed today's show, visit our website at retiredpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week, this is Gerald G. Genright. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Gerald G. Ginwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit him online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. Gerald Ginwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed on the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.